This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... I am the monarch of the sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? In the 80s, it's your host Steve Spears, and today we start a new series on the podcast. It's our first installment of Rockers Gone Solo in the 80s. What's the point? It's lonely at the top? It's not lonely at the top. Oh, maybe around my birthday and at sunset, and then read a couple of weekends, it would have raised out with even a really normal person. With me as always, because neither one of us is going solo anytime soon. It's Brad in LA. Steve, I'm the I'm the Nick Feldman to your Jack Hughes. It's funny you say that because a few days ago, uh, Nick Feldman and Jack Hughes, as most of you know from your reading, are from the band uh, Bradley. Do it. Do it. Wang Chung. Oh, so good. And um, they were, I guess, doing some interviews. And uh, I left some sort of comment on there. And Nick Feldman liked it. And I got all, like, spazzy for half Woo-hoo. a day. So I, I, sent him a send re- I sent him a friend request on Facebook, which he's yet to respond to. I think I've overstepped my boundaries wow. as a fan. You gotta put it out there sometime. I know. You never know. Maybe he's like, oh, I liked it. I like the moxie of this lad, Steve. I like this Spears fellow. Perhaps I shall <laughs> vacation with him in the Caribbean yeah. or the Caribbean. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> so, anyway, here's the deal. A few years ago, it's probably been many years ago now, but it's all kind of blending into one long 10-year period of doing this podcast. <laughs> but, but several years ago, um, we did a series called Rock Dinos of the 80s where we talked about bands that were better known in previous decades. And we talked about what they did in the 80s. So stuff like um, Grateful Dead – or uh, yeah, like yes, yes, another good example. Yeah. And we always intended to come back and talk about musicians, uh, band members who went solo in the eighties. Was always we were supposed to transition right into it, and we didn't. Because I'm sure me and Sean Daly got roused into some other sort of uh, uh, crazy side story and so the, this yeah. has been lost for 10 years it's been sitting now, on the, the parking lot of show right, ideas for a long right. time so how, how it's going to work is we're going to honor today we're going to go through four um four of our favorite 
solo artists who were previously in bands. Uh, I'm not saying these are our four all-time favorites. It's not a ranking. It's just four of the ones we really enjoy. It's a collection. It's, it's, a, it's a best of, not a greatest hits. Correct. So uh, we'll each do two. We'll have some fun. We'll do like the biggest batch of reader mailbag that we've ever gotten in our lives. Uh, then we'll all uh, go break open a bottle of gin and celebrate the end of the day. How does that sound? I, you, you had me break open a bottle of gin, Steve. Okay. Here's our first Rocker Gone Solo in the 80s. It's Pete Townsend. Top boys! So Bradley, are you a big fan of uh, Pete or and or the Who? Uh, I'm probably more of a Pete Townsend fan than I am a fan of the Who. Although I, I appreciate the the Who, I've never been a huge fan. Um, but yeah, I like I like Townsend solo stuff. Actually, a couple years ago, he had an autobiography out. I don't know if you've read that. No, I didn't. Unreadable. Couldn't get through it. But uh, <laughs> I still like his music. It just it's just there's no narrative. It's just like stories, kind of pasted together with paper. Uh, There's been a rash of these uh, rocker autobiographies lately, and you can only read so many of them. Yeah, there just wasn't any arc. Like I, I found myself caring less and less about Pete Townsend, so I put the book away. I think I got about a third <laughs> of the way through it. Anyway, so obviously Pete's from The Who, and uh, I guess, wasn't it 1982, I believe, that they did like their first farewell tour? <laughs> first farewell tour. Because they were just, about just right. So I, I remember that's when I first kind of came to know them. I, I mean, I sort of maybe kind of knew them before then, but I'd never really heard the full collection of their work or anything. Yeah. And then HBO, I think it was, had their last concert uh, in North America from Toronto, Maple Leaf Gardens, I think it was. Anywho, um, I actually, like you, was a bigger fan of him as a solo artist. He had four solo albums in the 80s. Yeah, that's a lot. That's more than I would have thought. It is a lot. Um uh, ironically, or amazingly enough, he was equally prolific in his uh, writing career with The Who and as a solo artist. He wrote more than 100 songs for The Who. He wrote more than 100 songs for his solo albums. Wow. So, yeah. So when you think of him as just not being a significant solo uh, artist, that's just not true. <clears throat> anyway, 1980s Empty Glass was his big one. That's the one that has uh, Let My Love Open the Door on it. Love that song. Yeah, but it's 1982's album, uh, All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes, that contains one of my more favorite cuts from Pete Needy's. This is Slit Skirts. This was like a mandatory song for me uh, in the early 80s, driving around in my white Mustang. <laughs> yeah, is that one of those cassettes that just kind of sat in the, yep. in the, in yep. the tape deck? I loved I loved all of Pete's solo stuff in the Mustang. Yeah, I, don't, but, uh, not that for, I hadn't heard that song before, I don't think. Really? It was, it was pretty big. I think it had a... Uh, well, I'm I don't remember sure it, had it a, maybe is a better way to say it. Uh, it had a, I'm pretty sure it had a video on MTV. Most of his stuff did. 
But uh, no, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And um, he's still cranking it out there. I know he and uh, Roger came through Florida just recently on another, you know, we're not dead yet tour yeah. kind of thing. I, I do see that as the 80s went on, the album titles went from bizarre to uh, pretentious with the inclusion of a colon, White City, a novel. The, the Iron, Iron Man. Man the the musical. musical. Like, yeah. Okay, Pete Townsend, the guitar player. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he. it was a weird time. I guess he's him. earned it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's 70 years old and he's still uh, you know, able to bring it. Speaking of which, he's talking about old rockers. Last night here in Orlando, uh, the Rolling Stones played. Oh, yeah? At uh, the Citrus Bowl, which is, I don't know, probably holds about, for a concert, maybe about 50,000 or 60,000. That's a big place. <laughs> yeah. I did, almost everyone I know went. I did, for some reason, I was not tempted in the least to buy a ticket. Yeah, I have no interest. In, I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan. Uh, but no real interest in seeing them, even though I, I recognize that they are an important, you know, capital I, important band. Right. I feel bad about that. I feel like I should have wanted to go. But uh, I don't know. You ever have that guilt? Guilt for not having guilt? <laughs> wow, that's pretty meta. And usually I'm into stuff that's meta, but I don't usually feel guilty that I should feel some other way. Yeah, I don't know. This is my tortured existence. I'm, I'm more accepting of myself, I guess, Steve. <laughs> Who are you more accepting of as a solo artist in the 80s? Give us your first pick. Ah, well, my first pick is Lindsey Buckingham. So perhaps you remember Mr. Buckingham, lead guitarist for Fleetwood Mac in the 70s and most of the 80s, actually, before he formally quit. Uh, number 100, I love this, is number 100 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Guitarists. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I made the cut. Yes. <laughs> but I'm number 100? I wonder what number 101 would have yeah, been. Yeah, I was looking to see if there were any honorable mentions, but I didn't see Jeez. any of those. That's but, kind uh, of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't do a ton of... I mean, he had two solo albums in the 80s. He had um, Law and Order, which was 1981, and it does sound very Fleetwood Mackey. Uh, that song, Trouble, has uh, Mick Fleetwood playing drums and George Hawkins playing bass. Um, and the yeah. other... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Trouble sounds exactly like a Fleetwood Mac song. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's like Fleetwood Mac and John Lennon had a baby, and this was the song. I read something weird about this song that um, Mick Fleetwood, he, he was asked to be the drummer on it, but he didn't really, he really couldn't find, he said, like a hook or a catch to it. So he ended up recording like a four second long. Yeah, Lindsey Buckingham ended up looping his drums, like just yeah. taking a chunk of it and looping it. So, I mean, he did play them, but it's not. He, four I, seconds. He yeah. played four seconds. <laughs> So the, he only had one other solo album in the 80s. I was surprised by that. And that um, was Go Insane. Uh, but he wrote a ton of stuff that ended up being on Fleetwood Mac's Tango in the Night album in 1987. Like he wrote Big Love that was going to be one of his songs. And he just basically gave a lot of that stuff to the group. Um, we won't mention his most popular soundtrack work. But did you uh, remember that he's on the Back to the Future soundtrack? Um, no, I did not. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a weird song. It's called Time Bomb Town, and it plays on the clock radio when uh, Marty's oversleeping. I thought that was a Huey Lewis song that's playing. Nope. 
Go back Weird. and check it. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's <laughs> unrecognizable. I, I mean, I had trouble picking it out, and I had just listened to the song, and then I watched the scene, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's it. Can we talk about Back to the Future for two seconds? Absolutely. <laughs> so last week there was a. Another round of those hoaxes going on where everyone's like, today's the day that Marty McFly was, uh, you know, Traveled returned back. to the future. No, it isn't. It's like, no, it isn't. How, every like three months or so, this happens. Yeah. It's, everybody falls for it and everybody posts the photo on Facebook. We, you know, no, showing yeah, today. I, I can use Photoshop too, Steve, but I use my powers for good, not for evil. <laughs> uh, so as finally, I said on, the, on Facebook, look, if you are listening to the show and you fell for that – I don't. We don't want you as a listener. Go away. Turn it <laughs> off. Know, no, and leave. no. I I understand. I mean, everyone kind of the people who didn't realize it was 2015 as the year that really boggles my mind because that's pretty straightforward. He goes back 30 years. He goes forward 30 years. And the movie was out in 1985. I've had that on my calendar for about four years now. Right. Right. But now the exact date. I mean, no, I, I don't commit that to memory, but. I know well enough to know that every three months is not the day. But it's been hoaxed. Yeah, it's come yeah. out so many times. That, uh, it's, yeah. Just for the record, it's October 21st. Try to catch up, folks. So I don't Watch know what we'll do. Watch me for the changes yeah. because there are none. There are no. So I'm assuming that for uh, for Lindsay, you have probably a deep cut that you'd like us to hear. Yeah, my and this is my favorite Lindsay Buckingham song. This is the title cut from Go Insane. Now, this video I love and this song I really enjoy. It's so 80s. It is so 80s. You have to watch this video, you guys. It is just every little video editing trick. Ooh, there's a hand coming out of his back. Ooh, he went <laughs> through the mirror. How did that happen? His head turned into a spinning globe. It's amazing. It's just amazing. <laughs> you know, you know. as much as we profess our love for the 80s, when I see a video like that, I just kind of like, you know, oh, just so... We just we didn't know better. It's okay. Well, we didn't know better. Yeah, I mean, there are videos from the '80s that I that to me are they were cheesy then and they're cheesy now, but I still love them. Like uh, Magic by the Cars or something yeah. like that, or you know, obviously anything by Aha. But, <laughs> but the video for Go Insane is just like ah. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link up for this because you yeah. will enjoy it. You'll yeah, enjoy it's it. just. Oh man, I'm all riled up. Okay, well tell me tell me about your second solo artist, riled up Steve Spears. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. I'm gonna go back to metal and I'm gonna feature a lady named Lita Ford. Woohoo. Kiss Me Deadly. I love this song. It's just so fun. It is a fun song. Um, obviously, Lita Ford was the lead guitarist for The Runaways in the late 1970s. Seminal group, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, but do they get too much credit? Uh, they might, but I, I don't think you can take away the... I mean, they, they were important. 
Right, I know, and I feel stones. bad. Like, no, they're not the Rolling Stones. But mm, I, I feel bad bashing them because it's like, am, am I, is it a, is it a gender thing? Am I like taking a shot at them because? Well, it's a documented fact that you're a misogynist pig. But uh, <laughs> aside uh, from that, I, I really don't think so. I just really think I didn't really like them then or now. But anyway, neither here nor there. Right? Uh, she was their guitarist. Uh, you know, band that also featured Joan Jett, who. I believe last year was inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame. True fact. But um, Kiss Me Deadly was actually not her biggest hit. It, it did reach number 12 in 1988. In the 80s in general, she had three albums. Uh, okay. It was 1988, the album that had uh, Kiss Me Deadly. That was the big one, obviously. Right. Uh, not to be confused with uh, Kiss Me Deadly, the final album by uh, the band Gen X, which was in 1981. Oh, yeah. I but uh, I found that one. I know. So Kiss Me Deadly is on is on the album Lita. Um it is not it was written not by Lita Ford. It was actually one of the only two songs I think on the album that were not written by her. It was written by Mick Smiley. Um who also weird soundtrack deep cut wrote the song Magic for the Ooh. Ghostbuster soundtrack in 1984. Did he really? That's yeah. kind of a that's kind of a cool vibe that song. He also played bass for Billy, Billy Idol. Magic Magic he also played bass for uh, Billy Idol, which is kind of why you might hear occasionally a Billy Idol version of this song. Is he still uh, is he still playing with him? I don't know. I know Steve Stevens is. I have tickets. Yeah. I don't know if I ever said this. I, I was going back and forth on whether or not to get Billy Idol tickets. Yeah. He finally announced dates for Florida, and so he was he's coming to Orlando, and so it, it's a Wednesday night, which screams Stevie, stay home. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, what the I gotta, heck? I mean, really, if, he, if Billy Idol comes to your town, you, you go say see yes. him. Yeah. You say, if someone asks you if you want to go see Billy Idol, you, you say yes. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a 1988 album leader that, that also features her best charting hit, this uh, duet with Ozzy Osbourne called Close My Eyes Forever. This is a great song, and I know that we talked about putting this on the um, duets show we did. Yeah, but it's kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's. I love it, but the lyrically, maybe not a love song. When I close my eyes forever, you know, that's you know, that's kind of how I feel about love these days. Oh well, maybe we should have then. We'll have to do a volume two of that one. Yeah, well, you know, the the duets podcast. If if you haven't listened to it, by the way, go back because. That was a surprise uh, podcast. I mean, we basically let Carol Jansen, our, our co-host for that episode, we let her pick all the songs, and she did. And she picked all these songs that, frankly, I'd never heard of. Um, yeah, some of them were like, what? What? And they're all like from, 19, from 1987, if I recall, I believe. It was a big year for... It was her. She, she won't reveal why, but for some reason, anyway, to make a long story short... Um, she had them all organized into a story arc, and I guess "Close My Eyes Forever" didn't work into her story arc. Well, she's still alive, so <laughs> yeah. I guess oh, that's but it. May, well, never mind. Maybe that's why she won't talk about it. Maybe there's a you know pending legal. Ooh, that's not good. 
<laughs> so we've got, anyway. So we got time for one more uh, solo rocker of the days. Who have you chosen? Well, I got to tell you, I probably get in a lot of trouble for calling this guy a rocker. But I, I give you... I spit iced tea on my cat when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you know. I give you 1980s balladeer of all time, perhaps. Not just the 1980s. Lionel Richie. Forever truly did just spit iced tea all over my cat. <laughs> she didn't even flinch. I may be the only person... My This is a weird story, but my band director in high school really liked Commodores and Lionel Richie songs, used them in the, in the marching show. I'm probably the only person who, when you get to that uh, you know, the chorus and he goes up to truly, I'm probably the only person in the world who thinks press box when, I, when we get to that, like, everyone, horns up! Go, go, go! <laughs> so, yeah, weird. Um, Lionel Richie, as you may remember, was in a little band called the Commodores. Um, I didn't realize how far back they went. They had formed in 68. Um, became bigger in 72. They signed to Motown to support the Jackson 5 on the road. Um, but as the 70s went on, Lionel Richie wanted to do more ballads. They wanted to do more kind of R&B funk stuff. And uh, Lionel Richie debuted in 1982 with the song you just heard. First single out of the gate goes to number one. Um, notable backup singers on this album included Richard Marks and Kenny Rogers, who is a close friend of his. Uh, second album, uh, Can't Slow Down, in 1983, was just as massive. Just massive songs. You know, Hello and All Night Long both went to number one. Stuck on You, number three. Running with the Night, number seven. Penny Lumber, number eight. And just hit after hit. Um, and again, you've got a, you know, a, a glittering cast of musicians on the on the album. Jeff Porcaro and Steve Luthaker from Toto. You got Thomas Dolby playing keyboards. Richard Marks is singing on it. Um, so this one won Grammy for the album of the year. Everyone loves the Grammys, right? And uh, then his last solo album of the '80s was Dancing on the Ceiling. Jeez. Yeah. So I know it seems like kind of early 1986. He that was it for him solo wise in the '80s, but. Um, you know, honestly, it probably wouldn't have mattered. I probably wouldn't have listened to much of this after about 1986 anyway. Well, the thing with Lionel Richie is maybe I have a theory about Lionel Richie. Uh, here we go. <laughs> this, is this going to be better than the uh, no, Wall of Voodoo is Johnny Cash of the, no, of the 80s? No, <laughs> no I, I think I, there was no way to escape Lionel Richie in the 80s. I mean, no, no matter what, you, if he he was all over MTV, he was all over the radio, he was all over every TV show. So I don't care if you wanted to listen to Lionel Richie or not in the eighties, you did. Uh, yeah, there was no escaping it. him. You heard it's it. Just, I suppose that's it, true. Um, so I mean, I, don't, I know I didn't own any of his stuff, but I guarantee you, I know the words to every one of his songs. Oh yeah, I mean, I was going through and I'm like, wait, I don't remember this cut off of uh, Dance on the Ceiling. And then as soon as it starts playing, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. Oh, I know. Yeah. Weirdly enough, you know, Carnival Cruises. Is doing this thing nowadays where they um, the uh, ship goes out and then it pulls into port one night and then a 
like an artist gets on, does a concert, and then gets back off, and then the ship sails away. Right. Like, like you did with the jury, Journey Tour, right? Yeah, I did it with Journey. So this fall, Lionel Richie is doing that. So you can go on a Carnival cruise, pull into Cozumel for the night, and you know Lionel Richie hops on board and sings, uh, you know, Dancing on the Ceiling for you. I bet that's a pretty good show. I bet that's an amazing show. Uh, again, you-, you know every song. Yeah, you know he's got such a catalog. You know if he does some of his Commodore stuff and you know the stuff like like you, you know he wrote Lady for Kenny Rogers. Right, right. You know, so, so just I a would, ton of stuff. It, if that crews were leaving out of like Tampa or, or Port Canaveral, which is you know either way, it's like an hour trip for me. I'd be really tempted to pull the trigger on that one because those shows. I think he plays like in a little show lounge, yeah. which is oh my gosh, can you a thousand a thousand seats? Yeah, you're never gonna see. Lionel Richie in a 1,000 seat arena. Never. Yeah. So, so, I don't so is there another candidate for the, the top balladeer of the 80s or is he it? I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Nah. I mean, stuck, in, stuck in his nation, if you can think of one, feel yeah. free to submit it. I mean, Tell obviously, us. Phil Collins had a lot, but I don't uh, know. Yeah, Phil Collins, that's a good one. That would be the next thought that pops into my head. But anyway, so do you have a deeper cut that you want to uh, feature for Lionel? Well, <laughs> again, no if, we're gonna, cut. if we're going to call Lionel Richie a rocker, I guess I can call a number one hit that won a Grammy a deep cut. Uh, I give you from the White Knight soundtrack, uh, Say You, Say Me. Say you, say me Say it for always That's the way it should be Say you, say me, say it together, naturally. White Knights, I love this movie. Now, is this one of the movies you swear you've never seen before? I don't think I've seen it. I know of it, and I love the soundtrack. know of it? Yeah. Well, of course I know it. We talk about it all the time. And I love the soundtrack, but I don't think I've ever seen it. As, for all the, all my chirping right now, it's not the greatest movie in the world. I mean, I've reason, seen a couple of the videos. It? I've seen a couple of the videos that are use they use cuts from the movie, so I feel like I've kind of seen it, <laughs> <laughs> like the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, like, you know, um, the dancer, the one dancer's mad, and the other one's angry, and they're sad, and then there's a girl, and then there are people looking yeah. at him through the window, and a plane lands, and a plane takes off. Yep, that's you got it. Okay, no see, maybe I have it. seen it. <laughs> um, it's worth seeing. If you, it, it never, it's never on. I can't yeah. remember the last time I saw it on regular television. I mean, of all the '80s movies, it never gets replayed. Huh. But, well, uh, maybe Mikhail Baryshnikov bought the rights. You know what I like to buy the rights to? The, the Seggies. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for reader mailbag, and uh, we have a lot of. Of emails to, to talk about today. But first, Bradley has found some interesting trivia about White Knight. Yeah, so a quick search here on the internet. Um, White Knights is not available. According to the website, Can I Stream It? Which is great. Everyone take note of this. If there's ever an 80s movie you want to watch, you can see if it's on Netflix or if it's on Amazon or whatever. White Knights is not available for streaming. It is not available for rental. And it is not available for purchase. <laughs> so so here's another uh, one to keep in mind. Half.com. <laughs> Half.com. If you go there, you can pretty much buy White Knights probably for about two bucks. Wow. On DVD. I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't own it. So um, I love the music from it, but um, it's got, uh, you know, the one song that we can't talk about. We can't the talk sad. about it? 
the sads. Oh, yeah. God, the will saddest song it, of it all. It will give us the sads. It will yeah. give us the sads. But it will also remind us of the topic of this week's Irene Mailbag. Um, you might recall from our last show, we had a little bit of a conversation at the end about some angst um, that Brad and I are having, mainly me. But Brad has his own version of the angst about our, <laughs> our uh, 30-year high school reunions, which are both this summer. Uh, now, Brad's going to his, right? Yeah. You're going to yours. I, I leave on Thursday. I mean, it's coming up. Right. And so you're okay. kind of – your angst is more about like how quickly do I pull out the stuck in the knees? <laughs> I'm really – actually, I think we're manufacturing angst here. I have a lot of angst about this. but This is a be, podcast. It will be interesting. Be okay. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned deeply about whether yes. to lead with this or to lead with pictures of my charming family. Yeah. Lead with a podcast. The – um. Mine is here in uh, well, it's not. It's here in Florida. It's a ninety-minute drive, but I'm I'm pretty sure I don't want to go because it's there's no way that it could meet the. Uh, it can't live up to the lofty uh, expectations that were set at the twentieth. Right, the twentieth reunion. Obviously, it created stuck in the eighties. A lot of amazing things happened as a result of that of that uh, reunion, much of which I cannot discuss on a podcast. <laughs> My lawyer has advised really, me not to comment. Really, much of it, much <laughs> cannot overestimate. I cannot, you know, I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, so anyway, so I'm I'm, te- I'm really tempted not to go to my 30th. So we asked people to to write in if they had any opinions on it, and so we've got uh, four yeah. emails so far, and. Uh, in just the first couple of days since our podcast went online. So um, maybe we'll split these up. But but Brad, go ahead and uh, read the first. The first one's from Melissa, I believe. <coughs> okay, so Melissa. Melissa writes, Hi, Stuck in the 80s, guys. Steve, you have to go to your reunion. You said only six people you know are going. Well, that's enough. Ooh, okay, she's telling you. My 25th mini reunion is this fall, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. It's homecoming weekend at my high school. There's a homecoming parade on Saturday morning, the game in the afternoon, and while the kids are at their homecoming dance on Saturday night, our class will be whooping it up at the Fraternal Order of Police... I don't know what FOP stands for. At the FOP Lodge. That sounds like a small-town high school scenario to me. Uh, Anyway, she continues. Sounds awesome. I think you totally should go, Melissa, by the way. Uh, On a more serious note, my class lost two folks in the last year, the last one very recently after a long battle with cancer. Also, one of my friends that I met in middle school and went to high school with was diagnosed with stage 4 melanoma. Her prognosis isn't great, and I'm very afraid for her. I'm hoping she's still around in October when we have our reunion. If her condition worsens, I know I'll have to fly to Maryland to see her. Don't stay home, Spearsy. Go to the bar in Palm Harbor. I used to live in Palm Harbor. I really miss it. She continues, Brad, the podcast is great. I love it, as do many others. No need to hide it from your friends. Not too many folks can say they have a successful podcast. Still stuck, Melissa. I I wish I could say I have a successful podcast. You do. You're... You're as much of the podcast now as I am. Oh no, I'm just I'm I'm riffing on whether we're really successful. <laughs> oh well, that's that. Financially, no, <laughs> no. Well, you know, hey, um, yeah. I mean, she makes a good point. There are people that you know we're getting to that age where we're starting to lose classmates. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Our class president didn't make it to. I don't know if she was there at the ten year reunion. She oh, died. My gosh. She died at a, you know, during a marathon, the Marine Corps marathon. Oh no, you're kidding me! In D.C., I think it was <sighs> from oh. whatever that whatever that condition is where you drink too much water. Hyponatremia. 
<laughs> only you. Only you. <laughs> I'm a runner. I'm a runner. I know that, these things. That's what. That's what got her. That's, so, oh, that's so. That's it, so sad. It was sad. It was just. It was. It really. And it only happened. I think maybe a year prior oh, to the reunion. It was. It, was oh. it hung over the reunion big time. So. Oh, I can imagine. Okay, so Melissa says I should go. There's the a next, vote for yes, and yeah. man telling me that I need to wear my stuck in the eighties shirt. <laughs> yeah. I want to get some shirts made up, but we'll see. Uh, the next email is from Dave Featherston in Australia. Uh, also talking about the re- reunion question. I'll read this one. Um, Dave writes, one question for Steve, uh, who says only five people he knows are going. Five or six. I don't, I don't remember the number. Low number. That's a, are they the creepy types that you avoided at school? <laughs> Hi, Steve. Uh, It's sure good to see you. (laughs) I have something to show you. Can you come with me to the men's room? That should be a tip right there. (laughs) Uh, Or Dave asks, uh, or were they, and uh, more importantly, are they still really hot? Uh, Think about the possible outcomes and choose wisely, my friend. Uh, and he adds, uh, Bradley, you need to go. At least you get brownie points for visiting your mom. So cheers, David, in, uh, in Australia. Um, Absolutely. The five people who are going. Um, um, yeah. First, first question, male or female? I think they're mostly female. They're, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're in our late 40s now. I, it's um, – um, the game has changed. I don't know. Even if they are hot, they're probably all paired up. Nobody's still single at our age except for apparently me. Except for the cool kids like you, Spearsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to live the Spearsy life. Trust me. I haven't left my apartment in four days, but that's yeah. okay. Well, um, you know, so it could be worse. You know, while I'm in Oklahoma at my reunion, I think I'm putting a new garbage disposal in for my mom. Oh, that is kind of – that is worse. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. So I don't know. I have to. I'd have to go look at the list again. Are they creepy types? No, they're not creepy. Well, they're a mix. Let's say they're the perfect representation, probably, mm. of of my high school class. There's probably like you know, there's probably a geek. There's probably a creep boy. There's probably one or two hotties. Dweeby, um, wasteoid, <laughs> yeah, sporto, probably sluts, bloods. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, okay, so who's next? Gary and Gilroy. You want to read this one? Yeah, Gary. Gary writes. If I could weigh in on the 30-year reunion, I understand your concern that it won't live up to expectations. I say, don't have expectations. You said this would be at a bar. That doesn't sound too formal. It's a good sign. I say, go, grab a drink, scan the room, and have a chat with whoever you want to talk to. If someone asks about family or kids, show them a picture of your cat on the phone. (laughs) But only after swiping past a picture of you and the luscious Deborah Gibson. Still stuck, Gary and Gilroy. Well, that's good advice, actually. That is good advice. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to go to this thing. That's it is true. free. My 20 year reunion costs like 200 bucks. He makes a good point about lowering your expectations because that's what's getting in the way, right? You, um, it's, that, it's that memory of something before. So you have to kind of separate that and say, okay, that was awesome. This could be awesome. It could be completely different. Well, you know, it's, it's like – it's not expectations. It's, it's like I don't want to screw with the memory like but you go and you okay, have a that, great that's meal. That's a terrible reason. That's a terrible reason. Because you had a great meal, you are going to eat again. No, but at the same place. Well, you're not, maybe. You're, but you're not in the same place, Spiracy. Oh, oh. Stop with this damn logic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm about to pull your waiver. I think you do have to go. Um, you know what part of it is, too? I'm, 
I don't really want, part of it is that, you know, I, I don't really feel, um, like I'm, I don't have the self, I don't have the self confidence that I might have had 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, okay. I haven't taken, I haven't taken the best care of myself in the last year. Um, so, uh, my medical issues kind of bug me from time to time, you know, kind of get inside my head. You know, I spend so much of my time, you know, at the office working and stuff like that. You know, I, I don't have, I'm not in a relationship. Um, so it's like, you sort of get this, my self esteem is kind of in the crapper and I don't know that going to the, it's not necessarily going to help that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that going to the class reunion helps that. So I, that, you're just you're making me talk out of both sides of my mouth on all these podcasts. I know. I'm just, I don't, I'm I don't just want saying, to damage your psyche. Uh, you know, I know. If there's I, a chance that it could be fun. You should go. Right. I just. Yeah, I just. I, I don't. I've, I've never really come out and said that before in the podcast, but that that's probably one of the bigger reasons is, and to be honest. When I went to the 20 year reunion, I remembered everyone's name and face. Like, oh, I remember you. We were in this class together, and I remember you fell asleep that one time, and it was hilarious. Or, yeah. you and I went to 7 Eleven and got Slurpees every day for a month, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I look at all the names now, I swear I, I don't, my memory's not as good as it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And I would, these people would come up to me and be like, hey, Steve. And I'd be like, I don't remember who you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I feel really bad about that. So it's, it's a combination of, I think my memory's kind of damaged, um, or just I'm just older. I'm ten years older, yeah. and I don't feel as my self esteem's kind of you know in a crapper. I, I never really wanted to say that before on the show, but there I said it. So anyway, okay. well, maybe I, maybe this final email will will uh, will cheer me up. It's from uh, Kevin uh, Weber or Weber. Which what are you, you going to vote for, Kevin uh, Weber or Weber? I'm going with Weber. Okay, you want to read this one while I try sure. to. Yeah, you you uh, think about uh, think about your uh, choices. Uh, <laughs> I want you to go to your room, Steve, and think about what you've done. That's all I ever do, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, introspection's not all it's cracked up to be. Anyway, Kevin Weber writes, "Hey, Steve, we are medication buddies. I'm on the Crestor and three other meds as well. In my case, that's what happens when you think you can control cholesterol by natural means. You end up with a stent and a kitchen full of multicolored pills." Looking to drop one of the four in September. I think we need to spin off, you know, medication issues for people who grew up <laughs> in the eighties. It's a new segment. podcast. It's a mis- it's another <laughs> mystery uh, medication. <laughs> mystery <moment>. medication. <laughs> That's perfect. This one's oval and is green. Okay, moving on. On the high school reunion front, I think Brad should go, and I think Steve should give it a pass. Yes! Steve, since the great 20th reunion started the podcast, cosmic forces dictate that a bad 30th would put an end to it. Hmm. Interesting. It's just not worth the risk. Brad, you're luxuriating in his stuck in the 80s stardom. That is so true, Kevin. If I had your gig, I would organize a reunion myself just so I could talk about it all night. (laughs) Okay, so I'm picking up that I should lead with the podcast. uh, Noted. Uh, Still stuck in the 80s, Kevin Weber. Wow. So at least there's one vote in my favor. And he makes a really good point. That's true. A really good point. You know, cosmic forces. Well, cosmic I, clickers. At the end of the day, Steve, I'm going to support your decision. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to rag you too hard. Now nah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's still like um, uh, about a month and ten days away. So we'll monitor. We'll continue to monitor the situation. Yeah, if I can lose like eighty pounds, 
and get a nice tan and uh, suddenly remember the name of everybody I went to high school with. There's a chance that I might actually go. Outside chance. So, so what yeah. you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All we need now is a good 80s movie montage. That's true. Instead, what we get is this week's commercial break. I can't believe it. Don't you ever quit? I've been away a long time. And my roommate's still going strong. Renews it roommate air freshener with twice the freshening liquid so it freshens air longer than magic mushroom. Long-lasting roommate. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool in the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party and neon beach party you can't miss this sailing from february 28th through march 6 2016 for more information log on to the 80s cruise.com or call 844-384-8080 and we're back uh we have just a few minutes left so we'll talk about the 80s cruise <laughs> don't turn off the podcast don't turn off the podcast don't touch that dial um, it's going to be short. So anyway, I, I heard from the 80s cruise people. Um, uh, as, as most of you know by now, Brad and I are going. We'll be on the ship. Um, 32 cabins have been booked um, from people using the Stuck in the 80s uh, discount code. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Cool. That's so great. 32. So that's at least 64 people probably. Or I, th- I know a couple of people are coming solo. So we'll – Yeah. Well, yeah, that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. I'm really excited yeah. about meeting listeners at this. This is going to be fun. It's always fun. Um, the uh, the 80s cruise people have also like been talking to me about who I want to talk to among the artists who are going to be on the cruise. Nice. So I think probably next month if we, if uh, if uh, the cosmic forces um, aren't aren't screwed up by me going to a bar reunion, uh, hopefully Mike Score of Flock of Seagulls will be on the show, and hopefully Tiffany will be on the show. Nice. Um, Tiffany, it should be noted. Um, her career began 30 years ago this year yeah. when she appeared on Star Search. So that's definitely one of the things I want to talk to her about. Yeah, you know yeah. who told me that? Carol Jansen. Carol Jansen, well, who knows everything. She does. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be friends with someone like Carol Jansen. It is. And yet she's not coming on the cruise. I'm more upset about that than Martha Quinn not being on the cruise. Well, you know, we, we, uh, we have our disappointments in life occasionally, don't yeah. we? Yeah, we? Yeah, just occasionally. <laughs> Oh, Spears, buck up, little camper. Sorry, Eeyore is back. Sorry. Gee, guys, it's summer. I don't feel so good. I don't. It's 91 degrees here today and 0% chance of rain, which also means 0% chance I'm going outside. (laughs) Except for the fact that I might run out of ice and there will be no drinking if there is no ice. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, vicious circle. I don't have to deliver ice. No, No not here. Well, I'm, I'm practically on the equator. So, <laughs> <laughs> hurricane season has started. So it's just it's just a matter of time before I'm wiped off the face of the earth, either yeah. by uh, either by my choice of vices or uh, Mother Nature. Well, I'm so glad this whole re- another show in then <laughs> this whole reunion thing may not be this may all may be a uh, hypothetical. The question is moot. 
It is very moot, but not like, but, not, but what's not moot is our, uh, rockers, uh, Gonsaloni 80s. We will have more installments. If you're, if there are artists in particular that you want to hear us talk about, email us. You know the email addresses. It's sitas at gmail.com. We will be back soon with the answers to some of our, uh, name the 80s tune, the drum montage. Yeah, and go back like and check that one in the last app. Yeah, that was fun. It wasn't as hard as we thought it was, obviously. Uh, but in the end, it's always just me and Bradley here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Please listen responsibly.